Sweet Carol. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Hit the Books Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Emery Saunders. And I'm Nick Marlatt. And we're here to bring you all the nerdy news you need to know about this week. For those of you unfamiliar with the show, Emery, Nick, and I all bring you various nerd topics, nerd news. We no longer do a topic of the show, uh, but we do have a D&D stream on Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Yes, we do. Twitch... D- Twitch.tv slash those natural ones, where I am your host, your dungeon master, and what happens when you order Matthew Mercer off of Wish? <laughs> Emery is one of our uh, one of our players. Uh, yes, and when I tell you that we've already managed to go off the rails, episode one. Yeah. Uh, let's just say there's a <clears throat> a failure to attempt to land a boat. What happens when you give uh, D&D players a boat? They sink it and set it on fire. And learn mm. very quickly that we are not sailors. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic, because there's a turtle in the group. There is a turtle in the group. <laughs> yeah. He knows how to sail himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys should have just rode him like a, you know, a Pokemon or something. <laughs> He's not that big. He can hold one of us max. <laughs> the rest of us are fucked. <laughs> yeah, we're using the Titanic defense. Oh, there's not enough room on this door. <laughs> Nobody can possibly fit on this door. <laughs> uh, okay. The door aside. <laughs> you, you just, you can't do that. That's besides the point. This game is amazing from like episode one. Please tune in every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Absolutely. And if you... For some reason, do miss, miss that. The VODs are available immediately afterwards on Twitch, or you can check them out on YouTube. We don't really have a YouTube address right now because reasons, but it is linked on our Facebook page, uh, both the Hit the Books vids Facebook as well as Facebook.com slash Those Natural Ones. And of course, the Facebook is uh, Facebook.com forward slash Hit the Books, and uh, we're on Twitter at HTBVids. Uh, so definitely look out for those links and those posts. All right, guys, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Uh, obviously, you had the stream on Tuesday. Sure. Anything else going on? Uh, well, a little-known show called The Sandman just dropped. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it looks I, dope as fuck. I have not watched it yet um, for other reasons. But... Uh, I, I will say that uh, if you are interested in something being as close to comics accurate, and by close to comics accurate, I mean some of these look like animated versions of the panels leaping Fantastic. off of the page. It's amazing. You should watch The Sandman. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, stuck recently. I finally broke down and purchased a membership to the Gizmoplex, and I've oh. been streaming the new or binging the newest uh, season of Mystery Science Theater 3000, and it is fantastic. <laughs> that is delightful. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Oh, and that's I'm wonderful. Super excited because the episode I'm going to watch either tonight when I'm we're done here or tomorrow uh, 
is a little treat called Dr. Mortius, which was, so get this, the, <laughs> the writer for this movie, this came out in the early 90s. The writer was given the task of writing a Doctor Strange movie. Well, then they lost the rights to Marvel's Doctor Strange, but they're like, so you know just what? just made a strange movie? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you know what? This is actually a pretty good movie. Let's just change the character's name and make it anyway. And they did. And I cannot wait to watch this because it sounds so bad. So bad. Maybe we should add it as an unofficial comic movie master list. Absolutely. Let's do it. I don't know what date we left off of. It was late 70s. Is that where we left off? Yeah, I think we... Wonder Woman was the last one, I think. Uh, the one that was blonde. <laughs> the the blonde Wonder Woman who was weirdly just a secret agent. She's a secret spy. And oh, that's... She's not comic but accurate. But she's completely. still from Greece. Or, you she, know, the fake Themyscira. Yes. Fake Themyscira. Yeah. And also, weirdly, her villain is Ricardo Montalban? <laughs> Oh yeah. my God. It's very over the top uh, and amazing in my, all the worst ways. <laughs> my my favorite quote is actually Ricardo Montalban's. Like towards the end, after he's very clearly caught by whatever police organization happens to be there at the time, his his response after one Wonder Woman comes up and is like, "Ha! I caught you." His response is, "Wonder Woman, I loved you." <laughs> <laughs> like. Completely when? unnecessary. Fucking how? <laughs> when you were trying to crush her? <laughs> oh, all right. After putting her through uh, something that belongs in an Austin Powers movie, he, he just proclaims his love for this Wonder Woman who's very clearly not actually Wonder Woman. Yeah. It, it was, oh my God. I mean, That's we, something that we MST3K should handle. Yeah, oh my God. We talk about doing cocaine comics all the time. <laughs> But we forget the 70s happened, and DC really was doing yeah. cocaine, and they literally made the comic Wonder Woman about uh, the woman from Themyscira losing her powers and then Fantastic. becoming a secret agent, because that's what was in vogue at the of time. Of course. Oh, my God. It's, it's like terrible. We trying <laughs> yeah. to hop on the James Bond craze and doing yeah. it with the character that makes the least sense to do that with. Yeah. It's yeah, like, absolutely. you're doing this... Not with Batman? What the fuck? Well, they didn't learn their lesson because they eventually did it to Gr Dick Grayson, too, oh for God. no reason whatsoever. But yeah. Second verse, same as the first. Yeah, they put a big G on <laughs> his Dick chest. Dick Grayson, I yeah. loved you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Montabon! <laughs> that just, oh, God, that reminded me of um, that time he, for the sake of the mission, uh, boned a gorilla. Oh, God. <laughs> That's canon. Things get real wild over at Doing Cocaine Comics. <laughs> they sure do. And that'll be a big part of our news today. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh, wow. But uh, speaking of Sandman, I, I did see something that makes me just a, the tiniest bit worried. Mm -hmm. Is uh, Joanna Constantine, who mm. in the comics is in the 1800s as an ancestor to to John Constantine, or corrected as John Constantine. Don't, don't, the pronunciation don't do that. BS. That, that, don't do it, that. It, it, no, yep, the, no, the no, creator no, yep, it, went no. on Twitter publicly yep. at the premiere of this show and pr corrected the pronunciation 
<laughs> and said that everybody's been saying it wrong all this time. That no, uh, that's just, not that's, no. Uh, <laughs> no, we're, we're, I just no. In the that's court like, of public opinion, I find him guilty. <laughs> that, that is almost as bad as the GIF guy. Oh, oh, yeah. it, that's GIF. exactly what I thought of when I saw that. No, he, he went it's in and not like was graphical. <laughs> it's graphical, so it's GIF. <laughs> he was literally arguing with people Just, on Twitter about oh the reality. God. You gotta quit fidgeting know, with that. <laughs> right there. Keep sinking into the abyss. Like, it's right there, right <laughs> where my leg goes. But yeah, I, I saw some screenshots of her in the current day, and that makes me very worried because mm. A, there, we're erasing John Constantine, who is a very important character. Yeah. And B, we're kind of ignoring her 1800s storyline. Is that what's going but, on here? But, yeah. But time, oh, time travel. No. Okay, that's, that is a... <laughs> See, that's, I, I'm going to call that a minor nitpick because it's a... We're going to handle this for one episode and then we're... I mean, we're never coming back here again. Okay. <laughs> like, we have an entire world to deal with. I mean, I'm sure she's cool, but like... Her story in the 1800s is cool. Uh, right. And, and kind you, of... you're replacing the male character with the female character instead of just letting them both exist in their in the timeline, which is awesome where it was in the timeline. Yeah. Th- this, I don't know. That move kind of reeks of, we might not get a second season, so we're just going to yeah, double down on this one thing and make sure everything in at once just yeah. to make sure that we get... <laughs> Like, we don't know told. if we can do John Constantine yet. <laughs> I mean, flop sweat's a real thing, especially with Netflix, because uh, they have not been batting a thousand. Uh, they haven't been batting a thousand, specifically and they... with comic book materials. Yeah, and they always swing for the they they swing for the very back of the of the stadium, like it's going to be their only swing that they ever get to yeah. do. And yeah, it, that again. Yeah. That's a minor nitpick. The rest of this thing's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I've been hearing nothing but good things. All the reviews appear to be really positive. I love it. It's one of my favorite comic books of all time, as we talked about on last episode. It's it's great. The, I, I never thought I would actually have chills watching uh, someone with no eyeballs in their eye sockets actually show teeth coming down where lids would normally go. They're going... terrifying thank you for that waking well nightmare. he's literally a nightmare he's so. literally a nightmare that that's his entire deal yeah. uh, and he murders people that's uh, a wonderful yes. thing yes this is murder. when they when i tell you Except they... all the eyes say it murder. <laughs> yeah when i say to you they went all the way into the weird boy that makes me so happy that makes me so happy all right, well, that will be added to the ketchup list. Yep. Speaking of the ketchup list, I made notes. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus. Um, so we had some minor corrections for last episode. There was more, but it edited them out, so uh, yeah, you'll never know. Uh, <laughs> but the one I did say, uh, the Ptolemaeus trilogy, when we were talking about the, like, the old Scholastic Book Fair books, it was actually right. the Bartimaeus trilogy, and the third book was Ptolemy's Gate. Uh, so I mixed them up in my so brain. I have no idea what any of those words mean. <clears throat> <laughs> they were uh, fun scholastic book fair uh, young adult sure. fiction. Why okay. Featuring gins. My sure. fucking favorite. Gins. <laughs> gins and other elemental creatures. This was before they discovered comic books were a thing. Wunderbar. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> uh, next up, I did watch The Eternals. <clears throat> uh, notes. 
I'm, I'm sorry. It wasn't as bad as everybody. No, says. it it really wasn't. It, really it wasn't. was. It was a time waste movie. It Granted, wasn't. I went in with rock bottom expectations, yeah. so, so that probably I. helped. So yeah. did I. And like I said, it wasn't horrible, <laughs> but it wasn't good either. It was. It was it passable. Was, it was boring. Yeah. That yeah. Weirdly, there was a lot of lore, which I. I'm probably a nerd, so yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. The Lord I, I actually enjoyed the fun, but yeah, I did. I, did, I thought some of the stuff they did with it was kind of unnecessary. Like they made the one mute, and I was like, "Why?" And then she screams halfway through. And well, she, she understands people talking without looking at them or doing yeah. sign language. So it's like, are you really deaf? Or are you just pretending yeah. to be? deaf? She wasn't mute. She was deaf. There is a distinction. Well. <laughs> That's, My daughter's. That's deaf. funny you say that because so. uh, she understood a lot of things that were being she said did. without looking and at that anybody. Was, that was poor directing and poor editing. So I don't yeah. know. I just thought that whole thing was kind of weird. Uh, I I appreciate from. Uh, from somebody who's a member of the deaf community, uh, due to my daughter being profoundly deaf, I do appreciate the <clears throat> inclusivity. However, I feel like they did it very wrong. Um, Echo was much better. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Hawkeye, the Hawkeye, the Hawkeye series, series. Yeah. Echo was yeah. done so much better, and I cannot wait for that show. But <clears throat> yes, the, there was a lot of issues with that, and uh, it also a seems lot of weird that, that she was an artificial being, and he made her deaf exactly and like the, the... from things i've seen in the deaf community uh <clears throat> there we're not the only people who think that it was done poorly yeah um however didn't didn't ruin the experience no. for me it was just a, a nitpick thing i was yeah. like that's kind of weird uh but other than that really didn't have any major issues with it it did bring up a lot of questions <laughs> about the movies that came afterwards and why no one's talking about this giant fucking yeah. hand We're... and head coming out of yeah. the fucking ocean well i saw that <laughs> meme and the meme is what made me say all right fine i gotta fucking watch this because yeah. everything's getting ruined at this point so i watched it but <clears throat> yeah why are we just pretending the eternals don't exist like in all the follow-up right. movies yeah. and like it, it's weird because, because we're setting up for the x-men war we're, right we're setting up for the x-men <laughs> but god damn it if you're going to do the eternals and have uh, the head and hand of what's basically a god in this world come out of the earth <clears throat> and just stay there yeah and, and no one says anything addressing it at all like that, that should be <laughs> right. th that should be cool. literally like if, if the shot heard round the universe okay let's be realistic if this was real life and that actually happened somebody would be selling fucking uh mansions on each one of those fingers for like multi-million dollars by now yeah kanye would own a hand kanye would own the pinky finger yeah. oh and... god see that would be that sounds to me like uh an abandoned script idea for something lex luthor would do Absolutely. speaking of lex luthor i thought it was funny how there is a lot of dc references in that movie a I, lot of them. I mean, damn near all of them are like analogs for DC characters, yeah. like one Which, way or another. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Just weird to see that in a Marvel movie where they're directly <laughs> pointing out the fact that most of them sure. are rip-off characters. Sure. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. And literally saying the rip-off characters in the movie. So we've talked about this before, and I'm going to bring it up again. Uh, fucking Kit Harrington's character, the black knight or the dark knight or whatever the, he's the black knight the black, black knight, knight. yeah like how far into the bottom of the barrel are we scraping that's now? it's the bottom we're, we're yeah. going we're going deep boy yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know how they're gonna 
integrate that like, with the whole romantic interest uh, yeah. in the space I mean, I get, shenanigans. I just mean the like, characters in general. Because, like, yeah. I get that, you know, prior to the MCU, <laughs> Iron Man was, I mean, while he was definitely a main core in the comics character, he wasn't a well-known <laughs> In broad terms, he character. was a B tier character at best for yes. Marvel before the movie. So I get that Marvel has a history of bringing in B tier characters into the MCU, mostly because they didn't have the rights to do movies with their A tier characters. Mm-hmm. However, fucking Black Knight. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're going for what? it. What? More power to them. <laughs> The, I, I swear to you, I think Black Knight was only there so that they could have an excuse to reference Blade. And to sign Kit Harrington? <laughs> and to sign Kit Harrington to movies that'll maybe happen in 2030 because, yeah. good God, the good slate that. keeps filling up. Yeah. But uh, apparently <laughs> there is an Eternals 2 movie coming yeah they've they've been talking about that recently so i like, will maybe uh, we'll see more on wait it. with bated breath for that <laughs> one, and keep asking why no other property in marvel is mentioning the hand and head yeah very conspicuous that, it's uh the hand and head are gonna turn into the living mutant island uh, oh no <laughs> no, no. Don't, do it. don't you don't dare do gold balls I, is gonna I, get a finger okay if they do that i'm nuking marvel from space it's the only way to be sure <laughs> that can never spill out into live action it will kill everything so yeah uh, back to the original point eternals Krakatoa. enjoyable experience Krakatoa. Whatever. They're on crack. God damn it. <laughs> Don't make them pod people, for the love of God. That's gimmick infringement. Mm. <laughs> uh, next up, I, I did watch the whole Moon Knight series. Very enjoyable. I, I enjoyed liked Moon it Knight, a lot. Personally. I know they went kind of away from they, a lot of the canon stuff, they but, did, it, but it, was it was very enjoyable. Yeah, it was yeah. enjoyable. And personally, uh, Oscar Isaac's. Right, Oscar Isaac? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac. I, my brain stopped working. I was like, I don't think that's the right name. Don't worry, <laughs> I'll edit this out. Yeah, no, you won't. Um, <laughs> this will be a fucking highlight clip. <laughs> uh, Oscar Isaac is fantastic in that role, and the fact that he can play that duality so well. Like, we talked a few weeks ago about uh, Split. Yeah, we did. It was, it while not quite as intense as, um, as the character in Split, but... The, anyone who can do that multiple personality and do it well, that's like a whole nother tier. You know, it's one thing to act act with somebody. It's yeah. something completely different to act with yourself, you know? Yeah. Especially those later episodes, like episode oh, yeah. four and five. When they're actually like yeah. interacting with each that other. That takes a lot of talent. The mirrors and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. I, I will say it took, it had to have taken the biggest balls to just, not do Jake until like the oh end credits God, stinger. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought that was I, it's like episode five or four where he's in the insane asylum yeah. and he sees the cast moving. Right. I'm like, all right, okay, finally they're going to introduce him. Like the red yeah. sarcophagus. But nope, they're like, ah, secret ending. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought he was good? Nah, nah, <laughs> not so much. He's still a hired killer. But yeah, really enjoyed it. Really looking forward to what they do next with right. the character. Um. 
And uh, one thing I did note that was kind of interesting is a lot of the episodes, I don't know if there's one in every episode, but a lot of the episodes have QR codes in them. Yes, and each QR and code. And I, I scanned them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure you're getting to this. They, yeah. They give away free comics. Yes, they do. Which is awesome. And that's a great idea. It's not. That's where they started, and they do it in Miss Marvel as well. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so, so I, I was going to I was going to be a smart ass and be like, "Oh, I'm going to see where this location is and like yeah. <laughs> see no, if it, I can look up the Foot Locker or whatever." <laughs> I I yeah. don't know. I I haven't gone back to see if they are cuz I've heard different things, different reports from different places. Some pl- people say that each one is unique. Some people say it's the same QR code that goes Yeah, I scanned and two of them and they went the to the same website. Yes. So, see, that's what hmm. I thought cuz I haven't gone back to check it, but um from what I heard was that uh, it's the same QR code on each episode, mm-hmm. but each week they update the comic that it links to. Okay. So if you're, uh, okay. so that's another way to get you to watch live. Yeah. So if you watch live, it can, and each comic coincides with that episode for some reason. Or oh, okay. Way. That's a good idea. Yeah. When I when I did it, it went to the same link. Apparently, it looked like yeah. the same link. And it seemed like it was a number one, a yeah. Moon Knight number one from yeah, each, some era. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, it's the most recent one or not. I'm pretty sure that each episode was a, linked to a different comic that in some in some way tied into the plot line of that episode. Yeah, I thought that was a brilliant idea. That's a great Easter egg. It's a great way to get more participation from the fans watching it, like yeah. keeping an eye out. Like, uh, I think it was called House on Hounded Hill. It was a horror series on Netflix. It was really good. But they had ghost cameos that you, mm. you'd have to search for them like oh. you would you wouldn't know that they were necessarily in the shot and, and i missed a lot of them yeah. until i watched a youtube and video that captured all of them another and it, uh, it, it, it just made it more fun that i was always yeah. looking in the background <laughs> trying to find <laughs> these ghosts another uh little easter egg thing from that was uh in the latest edition or latest season of stranger things they had uh this pizza truck i don't know if you guys have watched the latest I have. Uh, I have. So they and have. Oh my god! The it's surf, on the list. The surfer, <laughs> surfer dude pizza or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, there's a phone number on the side of it, and if you call, the, I actually called the phone number. You call the phone number, and it's a recording of Argyle, uh, like picking up the phone in a pizza shop, and he sounds super burnt out, and he's like <laughs> just going off for like a minute or so, and then he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta go" or something, and hangs up the phone. <laughs> I love shit like that. Oh, that's it's that's so amazing. I always wonder how long they're going to maintain that, though. Right. And then at some point, it's going to be some poor old lady's phone number. <laughs> There's going to be hundreds of people calling her every day. I don't know what this is. Leave me alone. What do you mean you called Surfer Pizza? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's basically all the catching up I got done. Uh, next up is Miss Marvel. You, so yes. you'll finally get your wish. Yeah, you'll finally watch that. Um, the one thing that I'm excited about with these new Marvel shows and everything, um, well, not only that they're bringing my boy Daredevil back for his home 12 episode season. How you feel nope. about the new 18. outfit? 18. 18. That's right. 18, 18, 18, 18 episodes. episodes. <laughs> when you have like typically six episode seasons and then yeah. they're like, we know how much you want this character back that we're going to give him a full fucking 18 episode season. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the full new episode or new outfit yet to answer your question, but yeah. So they basically go like the old comic book route where he's yellow and red. I'm, I'm fine yeah. with it. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. But I, like I it? saw an updated trailer and you know, I thought I was going to have issues with the, like the gold head, but then like the red singlet yeah. look and it, 
So far, it hasn't bothered me. Yeah, yeah the I only, it looked good. The only yeah. version of it I saw was in the very <laughs> end of the She-Hulk, um, where he's in the almost black. Because in the very last scene of the She-Hulk trailer, it shows him like flipping in, and they do oh, the yeah. whole "Who is this guy?" Yeah, even they though darken <laughs> the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah, it's all it looks all black, but he's still got the two sticks and everything. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> who that could be. And it's the same lines as the Netflix uh, yeah. outfit and everything. Okay, but um, anyway, way off fucking topic. Um, I'm excited to see that they're actually going to start integrating these what they call the street level heroes into some of the movies and into the greater uh, pantheon, so to speak of the MCU as well yeah. with, and the reason why we know this is happening is clearly Miss Marvel is in Captain Marvel two or the Marvels, you know, and there's already talk about uh, daredevil being in certain other projects as well. So that was the biggest concern. And I know there was legal issues between Netflix and shit that I had where they were like, Hey, we can reference the, movies but the movies can't reference the shows and you know they're, they're yeah, they together to but they're not really anymore now we yeah. can actually like pull them together and i can actually see a movie where fucking daredevil and spider-man are like together yeah yeah they're working on it yeah, yeah. they're they're working on lining that up like pretty much as we speak yes. but in the meantime i am really curious to see with the upcoming she-hulk show uh, the interaction between those two specifically because of the sides of the law that they're yes. known to practice. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Matt Murdock is a prosecution attorney, whereas... I think he's a, wasn't he's, he a defense attorney? It depends on which <clears throat> version you're looking okay. at. Because he was... Uh, in Netflix, he... I can't remember, to be honest. I'm not strong oh, wow. enough in my memory of <laughs> yeah, Daredevil. In, in but... Netflix, he did actually play defense attorney for Frank Castle. That that no, was a thing that happened. No, he was prosecuting Frank Castle. Or no, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah. He did both. He prosecuted uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, Kingpin. Uh, Kingpin, yeah. But he was defense of Frank Castle, I think. I don't yeah. remember. Oh, That's uh, a, usually that doesn't happen either. No, so. It doesn't. Yeah. Usually you're one or the other. Right, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But... Comic books. You can do whatever the fuck you want. It's true. I, I, I guess. Uh, Speaking of which, yeah. how did you guys feel about the Kingpin appearance in uh, Hawkeye? Personally, I loved it. I, I will. I love anything Vincent D'Onofrio does. I think Vincent D'Onofrio is fantastic. Um, and bringing him in, and you know, I watched it that day where uh, the day it went live, where this was the first integration of the Netflix characters into the MCU. So mm -hmm. it was like you knew it was coming from the whole uncle and you know the the big bad or uh, the you know big boss or whatever the fuck yeah, uh, they alluded to it yeah, a lot they alluded yeah. to it yeah. a lot and you knew it was coming so then when he finally shows the picture and it's actually vincent d'onofrio i was like fuck yes, yes. <laughs> this is fantastic the, the confirmation was nice i will say though from my personal uh from my personal opinion i think that there needs to be and this is why i'm looking forward to daredevil so much there needs to be a reestablishment of the Kingpin because in Hawkeye, they showed him and they alluded to how much power he has, but they only 
basically showed it vicariously through all of the minions who are running everything for him. Which, I agree with that. Yeah. Largely incompetent minions at yes. that, which well, made it made him seem a little neutered. Yeah. I, I agree with that completely, because, well, the trust-a-bro kids were fucking ridiculous. <laughs> trust-a-bro. Which I God know that's straight, like, <laughs> straight from the comic and yeah. everything. The, oh, yeah. The tracksuit mafia which is hilarious personally and you know they brought it in just because it's fucking funny oh of course um yeah they need to build up because the netflix show did such a good job of building up his repertoire as an actual like crime lord yes that that's what i want yeah i want to see that come through now and clearly i mean anybody who saw the who read the comic book knows that he doesn't get die when echo shoots him he goes right. blind for like three episodes and then he gets surgery and gets prosthetic eyes or something because that's what they do in comics yeah i forget convenient yeah so <laughs> also convenient that nobody else can get these yeah hawkeye's still deaf <laughs> hawkeye's still deaf. still deaf fucking yeah. uh matt murdoch's still blind yeah but he yeah. can get prosthetic eyes yeah. or whatever that making world's mightiest heroes and stuff yeah. can't get nothing yeah <laughs> They're friends with Tony Stark. He's not doing shit for no. him. Oh, absolutely not. Because he'd charge an arm and an actual arm and a fucking leg. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Oh, well. Uh, that was fun to talk about, but we should probably get to the news because we're already a half hour in. And uh, we've got a lot. Classic hit the books fashion. Yep. Yes. <laughs> All right. First up, this is kind of a combined topic. So bear with me. I'm going to read through kind of the cliff notes of everything and then we can hop into the discussion because it's a lot and it's all tied together. So we got uh, news of a lot of HBO woes and uh, Warner Brothers Discovery transition from CEO David Zaslav during their quarter two earnings call. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, which merged a few years ago, has announced that it will debut a merged streaming service that will be combining HBO Max and Discovery Plus next summer in the United States, and it will come later to other territories, I think 2024 in Europe, and uh, I think the rest of uh, North America and Latin America in uh, uh, the end of 2023. They have not yet discussed the official name of the new app, and the new app will feature an ad-based subscription which is very cringe to me. Yeah. Is that that means they're going to go the Hulu route where they tell you, oh, pay extra for no ads, and then they end up giving you ads eventually anyway, which is yeah. very frustrating. Uh, Warner Bros. movies will no longer be moving to HBO Max after 45 days in theaters, so that benefit is basically gone for those who really enjoyed that. Uh, the company has begun canceling several projects and removing certain shows and movies from their app services, uh, Batgirl has been officially canceled, which cost the studio approximately $90 million already. Uh, it's already filmed, already shot, already edited. Um, but according uh, to a quote from some of the producers at uh, Warner Bros. Discovery, they said uh, it was irredeemable. <laughs> upon watching i i want a copy of this now yeah. i really do i have to see how bad this was well here's the problem because they're going to use it as a 90 million dollar tax write-off they cannot release it in any shape or form that they can profit from Ooh. hey uh anonymous 
Anonymous, I got a job. I got a job for you. You know, there's a fucking server somewhere. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like the Kevin Smith Superman movie. Oh, where yep. they tried to make Nick Cage Superman with super, long hair and Superman like the lives. Chest. Oh god, and the very plastic just get up that if weirdly had like a we'll get a documentary in about ten years. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Uh, it was a promised HBO Max exclusive, but it will now likely be a tax write-off, as I said. Uh, DC Films president Walter Hamada threatened to quit due to the cancellation, but agreed to stay with the studio through the release of the Black Adam movie, which is coming on October 21st. Which I have really low expectations for that. Yeah, well. it looks terrible. So we'll see. It, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it afterwards. But I, a lot of this is bad news, but some of it, I'm like, ah, it's probably the right decision. Uh, next up, according to Kevin Smith on one of his podcasts, he confirmed that Strange Adventures uh, is canceled, which is basically like a one episode per character anthology uh, that would introduce a lot of lesser known characters to the main audience uh, so that they could basically be used in other products later on, probably movies and such. But obviously, that's not happening now. Yeah. Uh, and he also said that Green Lantern series is likely canceled, including the movie. Uh, he, <clears throat> we got confirmation that the Snyderverse will officially end, and DC production will now focus on a new ten-year plan to start a Marvel-esque <laughs> uh, new DCU, which is what they probably should have done a long time ago. But no. uh, <laughs> as long as it's not uh, a Snyderverse-esque, oh, you know, uh, it's, it's just going to be just as bad. Though it probably will be. That's I so mean, bad. It, it, but it, it, it'll know. be good if they stop doing cocaine. No, it won't. It'll still be bad. <sighs> and then Scoob, Holiday Haunt, has also been officially canceled. Uh, there are other cancellations suspected, but they have not been confirmed yet, so we can't report it just yet. They've also silently removed, uh, quote, content being targeted for removal uh, that tends to be shows and movies that are not performing on the service, uh, but have an opportunity for partial write-off status. And this has solicited some fans to start a Twitter group called Is It Still on HBO Max? Uh, from this, we've gleaned that Moonshot, a 2022 science fiction romantic comedy, has been removed. An American Pickle, a 2020 Seth Rogen comedy drama. The Witches, a 2020 uh, Robert Zemeckis comedy. Uh, Super Intelligence, 2020 Ben Falcone rom-com. Uh, Charm City Kings, a 2020 drama based on the 2013 documentary 12 O'Clock Boys, uh, which is produced by Will Smith. Uh, Lockdown, a 2021 Anne Hathaway rom-com and heist movie. And then among TV series, uh, Vinyl 2016, uh, which was created by Martin Scorsese and Mick Jagger. Uh, Mrs. Fletcher, which came out in 2019. Camping, which came out in 2018. Run, which came out in 2020. Uh, K Street, which was originally a 2003 HBO series, which is really weird that they're removing that. Uh, Chad, 2021. And At Home with Amy Sedaris, uh, which came out in 2017. And so that's basically all the cliff notes of what's going on, the chaos. It's basically coming out daily with new details yeah. and new information. So this is just the most up-to-date we have at the moment on August 7th. It's ridiculous. It is. So to back up here... To the main point of this, the merger of the HBO and Discovery Plus app, for me, I like this idea because I'm one of the like 10 people that actually uh, subscribe to Discovery Plus and I 
I actually watch it on damn near daily basis because I love Josh Gates with every fiber of my being. And I will watch anything that Josh Gates does and puts on because the man is fucking hilarious. So I already subscribe to HBO Max. I subscribe to Disney Plus or not not Disney Plus. I subscribe to HBO Max. Max, I subscribe to Discovery Plus. So combining them is good news for me because that's one less payment that I have to make every month. Um, as long as they don't <clears throat> cut all of my Josh Gates shows, then I'll be happy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. I I agree with you. It's definitely better to have less of these streaming apps. Just condense them, especially if you own a bunch of them. It, it makes no sense my, to have them separate. My favorite meme going around right now is someone really should bundle all of these streaming apps and name it cable. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was getting to. The problem yeah. is they keep putting these ad based oh, yeah. and subscriptions, ad-based subscriptions which just me off. makes it cable if like you, you ruin the whole incentive of using a streaming exactly app. if i am right. paying you to use this app i do not want to see your fucking ads that's entirely <laughs> the point yeah that's the point of me paying you 15 dollars a month or whatever is so i don't have to watch your ads well it's extremely egregious with uh hulu and netflix because oh, hulu yeah. Uh, they used to give you the option like, hey, you can watch it for a cheaper price, but you'll have ads. You'll just have to deal with them. Or you can pay the premium amount and never have to deal with ads ever. And that's what I did. And I loved it. I thought it was awesome because I would basically get live TV shows that I watch all the time, like The Daily Show. (laughs) Yeah. And then a few years later, like, well, psych. You know, they got new leadership. (laughs) And of course, the new leadership's greedy and wants to post higher profits. And then all their subscribers abandon ship because they're like, fuck this. And then they're like, why are we losing subscribers? Nobody in the Disney company is greedy. What are you talking about? And then (laughs) Netflix is starting to do the same shit. Fucking Netflix. Yeah. And they're using ads for their own products. But still, it's like, I don't need ads for your shit. And like, before I watch something that I chose to watch, like, leave me alone. I pay for my, this not only that and they're three times the price of any other streaming service pers- right now personally yeah. for me my netflix subscription is hanging on by a fucking thread and i'm like every every day i'm like they keep losing subscribers really, and there's a reason and it's not I that really, people are pirating no it. it's <laughs> that you keep charging more for shittier like, work do i really want to is there anything on here that i'm actually willing to spend the now what 17 dollars a month on or whatever it is uh yeah, yeah it's getting like, c- closer and closer to 20 bucks i finished i finished uh uh stranger things volume four volume five is not coming out for another year do i really uh, do you really need to hold really on to it to hold for, on to it for well, that you gotta watch year. sandman but that's about it i i still gotta watch the last episode of uh the witcher i still haven't watched the last episode of the witcher for some reason so i need to do that i need to watch the sandman. first season or second the, season the second season gotcha. like the the last last episode yeah but i need to watch that and i need to watch sandman and then after that i'm like i'm probably gonna cancel my subscription because makes sense shit yeah, makes sense. If there's, if you're not using it for anything, then why have it? And yeah. quite frankly, they've had less and less other content my, as my, these other streaming services yeah. get going. Like Paramount's not giving them shit anymore. Yeah. Like Disney's not giving them shit anymore. My, like, yeah, my uh, kids watch like one show on Netflix as well, so I don't even keep it for them. They, you know, the the kids have Disney Plus and Paramount, and which has all the Nickelodeon shit, I think. Or is it P- either Paramount or Peacock? One of the two has all like the Nickelodeon shit and everything yeah. too now. So yeah, it's, it, yeah, they, they're not making a very compelling case. We'll talk more about Netflix shortly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, going back to this, uh, you know, Warner brothers discovery chaos, 
uh, I think as far as being a DC fan, I'm like, okay, makes sense. I'm glad that there is a plan now, whereas before there wasn't really a plan. They were just kind of shoving shit together. There was always a plan. However, (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't a good plan, but they had a plan. Uh, It would be very generous to call it a plan. There was an idea that some people had in a cocaine vendor. There was a single director (laughs) who they gave all the power to, and he uh, was not a good director. Oh, no. Uh, Scribbled their plan mm -hmm. on a stripper's G-string at 2 o'clock in the morning one night. And then they lost it when they snorted it off. Yeah, yeah, it's... All right, I'm not going to push that analogy any further. <laughs> we really don't need any more of that analogy. We really don't. Uh, but yeah, it's. I'm, I'm glad that there might be a little more focus going forward. I just don't know if this is the guy to do it, this new CEO, David Zavlov, um, because he seems to be alienating everybody that works for him. Uh, I imagine that once this whole merger is finalized between the, the various streaming apps and the, the 40 five days day and date you know streaming of their newly released movies uh gets executed i I think there's going to be a lot of people that don't want to work for this company uh because i I mean you just think about all the lost money from the people that created those projects that they removed from their services like they can't claim that revenue anymore because you just removed it because you want to use it as a tax write-off and now nobody can see that work ever again well, here's the thing with that. Uh, <clears throat> the thing that's going to make this sound even more weird and interesting is that, okay, Bad Girl, you could kind of see from like the very first promotional material that this was going to be bad. Yeah. Starting with that made for CW costume that oh she had. Oh my God, yes. It was. It was bad. I got to see a picture of what uh, the Batman was going to look like. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Keaton. And it it was, ooh. Oh, God, it was awful. Uh, I mean, they went full stiff neck, Michael Keaton, Batman. They they went full stiff neck, and then, like, I'm pretty sure the costume had a gut to it. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it wasn't good, guys. I'm Batman. It was, was, I'm Batman. (laughs) But uh, the other thing uh, to take into account is, those projects got canceled. Yes. And yet they haven't said not a damn thing about maybe shelving the, the Flash. Flash movie? Yeah. yeah. For yeah, some reason, in- that one. It's insane. That one is still scheduled to be released next year, and we'll see whether or not they fucking stick to that. It's oh. absolutely insane that that's the one project they won't admit to canceling. But uh, the thing that I find really interesting is that. Considering that they have a new 10-year plan, because they're trying to be Marvel, um, what we haven't spoke about is what was going to be the central figure in their 10-year DC movie plan. And surprisingly enough, according to some of the things that I've read, the central figure is going to be Superman, which, <laughs> as we talked about last episode, uh, Black Adam <laughs> in costume, in character, uh, right? Uh, he, he got, got booed, booed just for asking the fans. Like it depends on which Superman. <laughs> Boo! Uh, like yeah, we we yeah, still yeah, yeah. Uh, we are living in a world where people still want Cavill to play that role after not having his own sequel for more almost. 
I wasn't going to say a decade. I was going to say a little bit less than a decade because, like, the first movie came out in 2014. Yeah. And it's 2022 right now. I have a problem with an entire universe being run by uh, the main character being damn near invincible in the first place, which... Uh, Superman, to me, is a very boring character. I think a lot of people would say that. And that's because he... Ooh, I'm scared of some fucking green rocks. I mean, other than that, you you cannot base an interesting long-term commitment off of somebody who has no vulnerabilities. That's the whole thing that makes... That's why... That's the issue that I have with Captain Marvel, too, as well, is the fact that she is the MCU Superman, you know. And there's nothing that really threatens her exactly. or gives her story stakes so, at all. So, I mean, that's why... In to take it to the MCU, that's why you know the whole end game. We had to just kind of pretend that she was off here for we, she, she had she other things busy. to do. She, she's busy, you know, <laughs> it's like she was off doing other shit because she comes in in five minutes, destroys an entire fucking fleet and uh, basically half an army, right? It's so, like it's when she same. shows up. They're good. Yeah. The day is saved. She doesn't even have to do it's much. It's the same yeah. thing with Superman. I mean, it's Superman is too powerful of a character to be interesting. Well, I think the people that write Superman the best usually make him evil. That's true. <laughs> oh, my and then God. That is, and yes. And basically, okay. we have a Homelander situation. That, yeah. That's but. a trope that I'm sick to death of. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is what I was getting to. It, yes. We're, we're sick of seeing evil Superman. It's overdone, but it is... The only way Superman is interesting enough yeah. to carry something like that. For example, the best scene in the Justice League movie, which there's not a lot of good scenes in the <laughs> Justice League movie, is when the Flash is running around and Superman's looking at him and keeping up while yeah. he's in his super speed mode or whatever, you know. That's that's the best moment because he's menacing and yeah. he's about to fucking kill you. But you you need a character and i think that's one of the main reasons why the mcu was so successful is that they focused on more human characters first because they had to well yes they uh, did uh, yeah they didn't but, really have a choice I, uh, yeah but yeah. my point is that's why and also if you want to stay with uh dc in that case that's why the batman movies were always better oh, okay not always better sorry sorry <laughs> sorry not always better i was gonna say you you're gonna need no, to walk at least a sorry. little bit of that back. not not always better <laughs> statistically you have more, more times better than not more good batman movies than you have good superman movies yeah there's no doubt about it i i, I actually kind of liked before it actually came out and we saw it I actually liked what the apparent intent of the trailer of Man of Steel was setting up for. Yeah. Like, they were setting up where there's going to be some moral quandaries here. Like, his weakness isn't that, you know, he has to deal with the green rock. His weakness is, like, how his family yeah. has to deal with all of this and how he has to live his life on this planet with people that are, you know, like, paperweights to him, you know? Uh and like, there's a sign or um, this moment in the trailer. I remember it's more along the lines where he's, you know, asking his dad, Pa Kent, you know, you know, should I have just yeah. let them drown? And he goes, I don't know, maybe, you know, because it's that serious, you know, right. they don't want to expose him. 
but they also realize, you know, hey, you know, obviously letting a bus filled with kids drown is probably not the right answer either. Right. You know. So there was some moral ambiguity that I thought they were going to focus more on at the personal level. And then they, and just, then they just made it a, an entire fucking town. Yeah, they just made it a big CG, you know, fist as, fight where as, he kills as millions WB of people. And DC are wont to do. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They haphazardly just threw in a damn near 9-11 corollary. And yeah. let's, let's be honest. That's one of the things that I was looking forward to in the what I thought was going to be more of the plot of Batman versus Superman was the fallout of that. And then it again degraded into a giant CG fucking clusterfuck. Yeah. If they would have focused more on the, you know, the damage that was caused by that and the repercussions of that, it would have made it a better movie. But instead they were like, Oh, we're going to put Batman in a metal suit with some green rocks on a stick and he's going to fucking attack. Uh, Superman because of reasons which again is stupid cuz yeah. like Superman can throw something and you're dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, you know. Superman can kill you, he can from blow literally you over. a mile away. <laughs> it, I I find it very indicative of them having absolutely no plan when they killed Henry Cavill Superman in his second movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like oh like and a he's totally very... unnecessary third act by the way that uh, had nothing to do with the rest of uh, the movie right the unnecessary third act cgi monster that's just there to i mean we gotta kill superman everyone keeps complaining about but, him having no vulnerability but... so we gotta <laughs> we gotta show that we're big boys and we're serious but, we're, we're gonna but, kill him but marvel's yeah. gonna do civil war so we gotta do something bigger and better well i think it, <laughs> oh if, my god if, i'm sure you guys time. Yeah. yeah i'm sure you guys remember the historical context of this like marvel had already run away with the oh, bank yeah. at this point mm. and dc was playing catch-up that's that's yeah. the simplest way to put it they were playing catch-up and they were going way too fast and, and they were making these they, ridiculously long overly narrated movies that had just too much shit going on and they couldn't focus on anything and they just ruined everything they made and they made it all they're like well we're just gonna go bigger and better and we're gonna do 10 times as much cg and all this shit and they they missed the main aspect that made the mcu work which was more times than not concise cohesive writing yeah yeah uh Character-based stories where you can actually tell what this character's about and the stakes that they have to deal with as opposed to just... Let's just blow everything up. Blow everything up. Yeah. uh, Obviously, no one's listening to us from Warner Brothers Discovery, but on the very off chance that somebody with sense is listening, (laughs) if you look at DC's movies, generally speaking... They do best when they're working with small budgets and they're challenged yeah. to make the best out of a small budget movie. You know, I Emery and I obviously has some issues with the plot of the Batman. Yep. But it's pretty well regarded. And there's a reason for that. It's because they weren't drowning everything in CG. They had to manage with a budget and a staff. Uh, the Joker is another example. That movie, they tried to literally kill it by yeah. giving it too small of a budget because they didn't want to make it. And then it ended up being the best product they've made oh, in yeah. probably ten, 10 years. Absolutely. I still can't believe The Joker is a billion-dollar movie. Yeah. <laughs> and now now they're going to ruin it by giving a big budget to Joker 2 and making and it a making musical it a with Lady musical Gaga. With Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, which is a later news item. But uh, Well, we're, we're going uh, to see how I, good or bad that movie is. I agree with you um, to a point of the smaller budgets make better films for for 
in general. Yeah. Obviously, typically. there's a limit to that. There We're is not a talking limit. Kevin Smith. Yeah, budget. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. But typically, because you're not overdoing the CGI, you're not overdoing the "let's blow everything up" aspect. Yeah. Of shit, and I, and I that believe... means you got to make the human moments more important. Exactly, and that's one of the main reasons why I think that the Arrowverse shows did DC better than Warner Brothers could do DC is because of the fact that the lower budget and the fact that they focused on the characters and the interaction of the characters and yeah. not on let's see people blow up an entire city yeah for the first few seasons of each so yes for the first few seasons granted i stopped watching all of the arrowverse shows after they after the series finale of arrow and when they did the whole (laughs) let's combine all the multiverses into one fucking universe thing speaking of which you know the flash is still going (laughs) they're on their last season right now their final season i think i did know that yes that's insane to me that's wow (laughs) that show has gone so long yeah i left that show so long ago like i said i stopped like the walking dead yeah i stopped the the same time (laughs) i stopped that show the same time i stopped all the other ones which was uh right after the big final crossover event when they ended arrow yeah i mean that's about as good a time as any to kind of dip out although i will say in the defense of the show superman and lois that one is actually if you're going to make a show about superman that is how you do it the first thing i thought of was that uh Lois and Clark, Lois and the Clark. new adventures of Superman from the 90s. <laughs> With fucking Dean Cain. <laughs> who, he, talk about an actor that took a walk off a fucking map. He, I don't know if you've seen any of the shit he's up to tweet. lately. Yeah, he's fucking batshit crazy now. Y- yeah, he's, uh, he's gone off, uh, I'll say that much. But Superman and Lois, it's actually a pretty good show. Is that the same Superman they used in the Supergirl show? Uh, yes, I believe yes. so. Yeah. yeah, it's the same Which, guy. Yes, he is. And that's another weird story of WB's yeah. genius taking off of one canceled network and then shoving it into another. Oh, and yeah. then we're going to make these the same universe for reasons. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I was talking about. You know, the whole uh, let's jam all we start with all these different multiverses and then we'll jam them because an event happened and now they're all in the same fucking universe they're all together and Convenient. for some reason we keep throwing diggle wherever the fuck we want diggle <laughs> oh my boy diggle it's like wait diggle what are you doing here i mean yeah. <laughs> to a limited extent i am thankful for the shenanigans because we would have never seen matt ryan's constantine again yes oh, oh my yes. god matt Which, ryan's constantine perfection that, that nbc show was so good yeah. i should not have been canceled but yeah I hashtag save constantine hashtag save constantine he's learning yes he's on board <laughs> another one <laughs> uh but yeah moving on to more uh Streaming chaos news. We got some news from Netflix. Uh, Netflix has been ordered to pay $42 million in unpaid writer's residuals following a lawsuit from the Writers Guild of America. And uh, Netflix will also be creating two more comic-based projects starring Idris Elba. Uh, One will be called Bang, which is based on uh, the Dark Horse comic of the same name. It came out in 2020, and it will be a film. Uh, It's basically about a secret agent that uh, has to take down this terrorist cult. And, of course, you know, terrorist cult means supernatural shenanigans. Of course. Uh, And my MGMT, (laughs) which obviously management... uh, will be pitched as a TV show. This is also a Dark Horse comic featuring a young woman 
who becomes involved in a government project called Mind Management, uh, which gives her basically various telepathic powers. Moving shit with your mind. Yeah. So cool to see there's more comic book projects coming, but uh, I don't know about the choice. How many, uh, real quick, how many different storylines have been taken by Evil Corporation gives people telekinetic powers? I mean, it's a pretty safe well to draw from. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know what's ironic is the writer from Stranger Things will be the writer for the show fantastic <laughs> i was to be honest i wasn't even thinking of stranger things until you mentioned it but yes yeah. that is another evil corporation so gives they found the perfect writer yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure they auditioned him by saying you've done this before right <laughs> <laughs> so uh just some interesting stuff uh obviously with the writers info you know we're, we were just talking about writers and actors and actresses and directors and producers that probably don't want to work for Warner Brothers right. Discovery anymore. Hey, here's uh, a job for you. <laughs> well, you, you thought you might go to Netflix. Well, they're not paying anybody yeah. either unless they're forced to do so by, you know, a legal team. Yeah, uh, for the I'm love of God. waiting for the Netflix uh, bubble to finally burst. I mean, Netflix has been on top for way too fucking long. They need to get rid of that CEO. Their yeah. current CEO is terrible. And like his public relations is terrible. You know, Netflix has done a lot. I, I mean, there. We, let's be honest. There wouldn't be streaming platforms if it wasn't for Netflix, at least not in the capacity that they are right now. Yeah. Netflix was the grandfather of yeah. all streaming services. The pioneer, if you will. However, there's times when the baton needs to be passed. And for Netflix, that time was probably seven years ago. <laughs> I will say this, uh, <clears throat> pay your fucking writers yeah. for the you love of God. You the don't most have anything right. if you don't have writers. You yeah. literally don't. Now, I, I was reading into some of the details, and you probably wouldn't cry a river over the amount of money that oh, they were being paid originally. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about one writer getting paid over $800,000 for yeah. his work. Uh, and then it got increased to 1.2 million for a single project I after mean, this lawsuit. So there's there's some bargaining chips in there. Yeah, I would say it's, uh, they're not hurting. But again, you still have to pay them what they're worth. Yeah. Regardless, absolutely. regardless if it is somebody making 40 grand a year or 400 grand a year yeah. or four million a year, you still have to pay them what they are worth. Especially when it is something as uh, as baseline to your company as writing the fucking content for your company yeah and to to give you a little context they were basically going to like foreign uh writers guild analogous people uh and negotiating lower rates with them and then once they had established those lower rates with the overseas writers they would it tried to do that they same would write it into the here. contracts of the domestic ones be like hey we got this for cheaper so yeah and they didn't get a choice which is right. why they sued so uh it's a whole thing feel that, free to look into it that's it, some bullshit <laughs> yeah and obviously both of these companies are just spiraling in the toilet bowl they they need to figure something out or get right. new leadership because they're just alienating everybody 
and it's going to eventually lead to a Disney Plus monopoly where yes, they just they own everything. They've Disney, devoured everything. I mean, oh. let's be honest. Disney already owns half of the world, so it's no. only a matter of time before they yeah. end up owning all of this too. Yeah, and we like Disney right now. We won't like Disney if they own everything. Yes. Oh yeah, no. There's got to be competition because if excellence in entertainment yeah. is going to be and not it, just competition it has yeah. to be competent competition uh, right that's yeah. the entire point like the the entire point of not having a monopoly is that you have an option to choose who yes. does it the best and if someone is doing it better uh them being available for you to procure what they have over the other one which is not as good yeah that's the entire point speaking of being happy with disney and disney doing things correctly have you guys watched the Andor trailer yet? I did see a, a screenshot where he had an AK-47 in his hand. Yeah, there was that. <laughs> that I did notice that the first walk. It's like, wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, I was like, did some? I really hope that was a stand-in that they just haven't CG'd yet. We'll find but out. probably yeah. not. Let's be oh, honest. Oh but God. <laughs> Watch watch that Andor trailer. I know you're like anti everything Star Wars right now. Yeah, I've given up on them. Dude, <laughs> you need to watch the shows. Fuck I'm, the movies. I'm sure then. it's great. The I'm shows sure are fantastic. Glad you enjoy it. All of the shows, fantastic. But uh, I've Ryan seen Johnson the trailer. ruined it for me. I can't uh, do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've seen the trailer, and I do have to say, they cut a mean trailer. Yeah, that trailer looks bad in the best possible way. And I mean oh. that. You, yeah, it, it looks, so I don't it even, looks badass. I don't even know who Andor is. Who so, is, who is Andor? did you watch Rogue One? Yes. Ro- Andor was the captain of Rogue. He was the 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 guy with the accent who was the main okay pilot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. His, uh, his okay. name is Cassian. Cassian Andor. Andor. It is the prequel to Rogue One. Okay. So this is about how this series follows Andor when he is entering into the rebellion, or uh, I guess not really entering into the rebellion because, as he says, he was part of it since he was a child. But it's his like going from you know just like guerrilla warfare to actually becoming like a strategic officer of the rebellion yeah so it's it's very much a spy behind the scenes action thriller and it if it is half as good as that trailer that show's going to be fucking fantastic awesome yeah uh, at the very least, I'm going to check it out because, yeah. you know, it's going to be on Disney Plus and I've got it. So I hope it is an AK-47. I hope he's just spraying <laughs> lead on all these guys, you know? Yeah, the one dude standing there with the AK-47. I was like, oh. It, it's, it's not even a laser, no. like, rifle or blaster or anything well, like it, that. Uh, it's just bullets. I just find it extra <laughs> hilarious because it's, you know, Star Wars is known for having such a great set design sure. and the, all their props and stuff being like just legendary. And then they just got a spray painted AK-47. Yeah. No, it's not even spray. It looks like just a, they just pulled a fucking AK-47 yeah. off the rack and they're just sitting there fucking holding it. But I, I'm telling you, I know you're disappointed by Rand Johnson and all that shit, but you've got to check the shows out because uh, Dave Filoni and... Uh, uh, Oh, Dave Filoni and John John, John Favreau. Favreau. Thank yeah, you. They, My brain stopped working. Dave Filoni and John Favreau should be in charge of everything. Absolutely. They fixed. Okay. And they fixed Star Wars. Let's <laughs> just put it that way. Let's be honest. They yeah. they fixed what Ryan Johnson and to an extent JJ Abrams broke. The Mandalorian. 
Absolutely. You should watch The Mandalorian, if for no other reason than that is probably the... And I can't believe I'm saying this. That is the greatest piece of Star Wars fiction I have ever seen in my life. It is. I mean, it is the good, the bad, and the ugly in space. Absolutely. It's a a space western, and it's fantastic. Uh, All right. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Just watch watch episode one and see if it's right for you. Yeah. I mean, I did want to see Ewan McGregor again, so. And yeah, Obi-Wan is... Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Concerns, Emery. Uh, okay, that last episode is really good, but the lead up to it was fucking silly. <laughs> I d- I'm gonna disagree with you. I enjoyed. I enjoyed all of Obi Wan. Ding ding. Fight it, including the 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 very Looney Tunes attempt at trying to hide a child inside of a trench coat. Okay. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> But the force. <laughs> but the force, though. But the force, though. <laughs> he... uh, okay. Mandalorians. Uh, 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 okay. What, what, the what do they call them? Fetons. <laughs> what? The Scientologists call them Fetons. Oh, Thetans. Uh, oh, God. What do they call them in uh, uh, Star Wars? Metachlorians. Metachlorians. That's what Metachlorians. The Mandalorians. <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of tiny little people with helmets <laughs> driving through your fucking veins and shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, when it comes to everything having to do with Obi-Wan, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to show what happens when you lose the war, no matter how much on the right you were. Yeah. And that works towards the very end. At the very beginning, he's just a sad old man dealing but with another sad old man's precocious yes, child. And that's why it's good. <laughs> <laughs> is the fact that you take this it's the whole arc from the prequels and you take this man who was one of the greatest warriors of all time one of the greatest jedis of all time if not the greatest jedi of all time and you see his his ability to lose everything he has and still be a good person and still you know take that opportunity to cut himself off completely just to make sure that this kid is okay. Now, that as a concept works like it, it works on paper. But if you want me to watch a scene of Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers being outran by like what looks like an eight year old who keeps claiming that they're ten. I mean, I would <laughs> I, I think any eight year old could outrun Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers at this point with yeah. the amount of drugs that, that man has done. Did he have the dick sock on? No, there was no dick sock. <laughs> just, this was just a family old show. Man flea chasing yeah. a small child with his <laughs> dick sock on. <laughs> plucking his base at the same time. Oh, uh, is that what we're calling it? <laughs> phrasing phrasing oh my god okay the i get the idea i get the what they were trying to do with it but there was a lot of that show that just didn't work for me see i all in all i'm gonna disagree with you on this i enjoyed obi-wan i thought it was fantastic and the things that they did in obi-wan that actually um kind of made shit in the original series make more sense like without getting into too many spoiler warnings yeah um, you know there there were aspects that they added in that i think they specifically were like you know this scene in the original movie 
makes no fucking sense. So let's put some context behind it. Like, you know, hey, your whole planet just, my whole planet just blew up, but you lost your mentor you've known for 24 hours. Here, let me comfort you, and we're all sad, even though everyone on my fucking planet just died. (laughs) But then you get a little bit of context behind that, and then it's like, it, it, you know, makes a little bit more sense that every, that she would be sad in that aspect. Yeah, it... I think and one of the things that why she named her child after some random man she never actually met. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. The last thing I'm going to harp on about the Obi-Wan series. The encounters between uh Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Done well. Yes. Done fantastically. They probably could have spent some money on making Hayden Christensen look a little younger. Oh, the yeah, they yeah. could have with the the CGI that they did on the uh, fake Mark Hamill and yeah. stuff like that. They could have made Padawan uh, Padawan Hayden Christensen not look forty. Yeah, yes, that that would have helped. Uh, another thing that would have helped would have been. Uh, Look, we gotta talk about Reva. Reva is a good idea on paper, once again, but in execution, how do you get stabbed that many times in the gut yeah. and not even have cybernetics replacing it? <sighs> but <laughs> revenge is uh, uh, what was the, what was the line? So, revenge is a dish best. No, served. oh no, the uh, revenge uh, is a uh, fuck. I can't remember what he said at the end there. Uh, basically, uh, strikes or is a great motivator to stay alive or something like that. Mm. Yeah, I will say, kind of mixing both of your points together, my my brother Dan is probably the biggest Star Wars fanboy that I know besides you. And <laughs> he his sentiment was more in line with Emery until the last two episodes. So I kind of think there's the last you know one episode or two episodes there's Those a little bit of revisionist history. I mean over, yes, over the first four. Yeah, they because the, they were so good. <laughs> the last two issue or the last two episodes were fantastic and they definitely were the highlight of the season. However, I I did enjoy the season through the through its entirety. Mm, um, okay, I do like all of the things that Filoni and Favreau are doing to bring in the animated series into canon. Uh, oh my like god, the Inquisitors! Just, just and all give of that. me live action the Bad Batch. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Just, but, I just want the A team in this in this entire universe. I I am among the group of people on the internet that. While I understand there is a difference in look between live action and animation, the live action Grand Inquisitor was <laughs> oh my god that was that was not that was that was not good. It, uh, that was yes, not the good. most obvious bald cap in cinema history. You guys are not selling this very well <laughs> for wanting to recruit me back into this universe again. Mandalorian. Just just, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just start just, with the Mandalorian. Just watch the okay. Mandalorian. I'll watch go Mandalorian. From it goes All like right. in my ranking of live action Star Wars television shows, it's like 
the Mandalorian is like 110%. Obi-Wan is like 75 to 80. And then Boba Fett is split from the first three episodes are like a 35. And then the last three episodes are like probably about a 75%. Okay. Do I have to do a lot of homework to enjoy this? No, not at all. Um, All right. Mandalorian, you need zero homework at all. You can go into it completely blind, never watching a single Star Wars thing ever. Boba Fett, also about the same. As long as you watch The Mandalorian, you can watch Boba Fett. Um, Obi-Wan, it helps a lot to have watched Rebels. Okay. Yeah, there is a, a kind of major character from Rebels that shows up. Yes. Yeah. But All right, I'll look into it. I always tell myself I don't care about Star Wars unless there's Jedi's involved. But then, uh, I mean, I know Luke shows up, but uh, oh, there's there's Jedi's involved in okay. <laughs> quite a bit of it. But uh, then, uh, then my yeah. favorite movie is Rogue One. So yeah. like, there's I mean, there's Rogue One let's, Jedi let's be honest. at the very end. Yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. Sith. Rogue One was one of the best Star Wars movies, hands it's down. It's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. I. People say Empire Strikes Back, and I would have agreed with them until until Rogue, until Rogue, Rogue One. One came out. For yeah. me, yeah. it's it's a toss up. Depends on how I'm feeling that day. It's either still going to be Empire or Rogue One. Yeah, um, but they're they're they are a extremely close one and two. All right, they're just so good. All right, all right, you've convinced you... me. So next up on the news, Seth Rogen has revealed the official title for next year's Ninja Turtle project. Teenage it will be called Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Mutant Mayhem, and is slated to be the first of several exclusive movies for Paramount+. Plus. So, have you guys seen the logo? Uh, yes, you excited? I did you actually see the, see the logo. I mean, mm. I'm an 80s kid, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was my shit back then, but... I'll be hyped after I see what these turtles look like, because... Michael Bay sc- scarred you for life? Almost. <laughs> um, Nostrils. I didn't need them. <laughs> nose holes. We have to know how they breathe. It's okay. It's just a mask. <laughs> yeah, because that strip of cloth is what was freaking me out, you asshole. Classic Mikey. Oh, my God. He's so not self-aware even a little. Um, no, it was actually the most recent uh, animated version uh, the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've if, never seen it. Yeah. It's brand new. It just came out. It, it kind of yeah. just came out, and it All has right. a very... Google image search. It, it has a, a very cartoon. Dexter's Lab art oh, style Jesus. to it. No. Which well, is this... like, it's a mismatch. Yeah. You don't do that to the turtles. Well, this project supposedly is going to be like a CG style animation, kind of like, you know... Into the Spider Verse or something like that, probably. We uh, that no, actually I, reminds me. I there, don't know if that's confirmed, but I know that's it? been rumored. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, it it looks bad. It uh, the Rise of the Ninja Turtles looks bad. Uh, why is, the Mutant Mayhem, on the other hand, why is Mikey so small? Uh, they they never He's know just what to do a with small Mikey. Boy. <laughs> and and Donatello has like purple tattoos what the fuck is this shit yeah and raf is like on steroids it's like a hipster street gang yeah here's the thing with the turtles 
the there are certain takes that work and certain takes that don't. The Nickelodeon series that they had before Rise of the Turtles, which was all C- CG, is actually kind of my favorite. Wow. Yeah, it's it's weird. I didn't expect them to nail the turtles that well with the and, CGI well, turtles. Well, as somebody who played in your home D&D game, I know how much you love the Teenage Mutant Ninja uh, Turtles. Yep, yep. I, considering you brought them <laughs> into your... I brought one. You, that's, just, the only I, reason I you one. only brought one is because the game stopped playing after you brought in the one. <laughs> Otherwise, I can guarantee you there would have been three, at least three more, and possibly a rat. Uh, shush. Anyways, <clears throat> um, I, I'm holding out hope. If for no other reason than they haven't really shown us what they look like yet, but the last depiction kind of soured them for me a little bit yeah i'm just laughing over here because of the uh one of the uh sub or captions for one of these images is teenage mutant ninja turtles in spanish which i had never seen before <laughs> las tortugas nin- ninja temporada exciting that's hilarious Arriba. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's spanish i don't know because i don't uh, it's definitely it. Spanish. Tortuga is Spanish for turtle. Nailed it. So yep. the uh, town in Pirates of the Caribbean is literally called Turtle Island. It, yeah, Island? it's Turtle Island. Yep. The Isle of Tortuga. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Anyway. It sounds way cooler in Spanish it when does. you don't understand what it means. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I haven't. I Like you, I will be interested to see what these tortugas look like mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh let's not make this a thing <laughs> oh it, it already is i, I mean it, yeah it's too late man i mean we there's, already there's have no edgy, the hedgy and edgy the hedgy <laughs> and uh los tortugas los and, tortugas uh, second verse same as the first um anyway but yeah to i i never saw this bullshit ass one that you were just talking about until mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. um for me, it's the Michael Bay that gives me nightmares. Um, <laughs> the nose holes. The Michael Bay. <laughs> terrifying. What'd you do to my boy? <laughs> yeah, they're horrifying. Uh, I, I mean, I am one of the few people that probably reads the comics fairly regularly and the the turtles in the comics are way more menacing yeah oh <laughs> like absolutely it's, the, it's the, a much darker yeah, the, take on the turtles much the original take uh which most people are completely unaware because they know them from the tv shows and the movies where they're yeah. much friendlier and Goofier happier and yeah, everything exactly. like no they were not turtle mania. absolutely not and i know i know seth rogan yeah. absolutely won't do this because he's you know fat happy stoner guy and right. that's what he makes fat happy stoner products i would i yep. want to see a dark edgy turtles that's what i was getting to yeah, yeah I, w- I just once it's just see just yeah. to see if it works i it's funny you mention that uh if you haven't read the series teenage god i can't talk teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin oh yeah 
It, I haven't read all of it, but I know enough about it. It's probably the darkest take I've ever seen. It is the darkest timeline. Yeah. It's like literally the darkest. It's like when they say Last Ronin, we're saying there's only one turtle left and we hope he gets the job done. Yeah. The rest returned into turtle soup. Yeah. But oh. Very sad. Tor- tor- tortuga soup. Tor- tortuga soup. <laughs> La supa de tortuga. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, let's get... I won't eat that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get a nice, dark, edgy Turtles franchise in either either animated form as a series or even a couple movies or something. Just not Michael Bay. Anybody but Michael fucking Bay. Yeah. Like, I want to see someone handle the Turtles and not be afraid to, like in the comics... Kill Shredder episode fucking one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's uh, this new product from Seth Rogen. It's probably going to be good. Uh, he's talked about in the interviews how he wants to bring the focus back to them being teenaged mutant ninja turtles, and AKA being fun stoner comedy. Yeah, probably. Turtles, you know, probably. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure Mikey I'm will sh- absolutely be a stoner. I guarantee. I'm it sure right it now. will be enjoyable. <laughs> they, they damn near did that in the Nickelodeon one. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely would enjoy a, My, a darker take. In speaking some of sort of fashion. Speaking oh, yeah. of original Ninja Turtles, so my brother uh, has the. Uh, the rule book for the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TTRPG. What? Yeah. So we might have to one-shot the, uh, t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TTRPG game on uh, the stream sometime. I'm fucking here for it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So maybe a future stream to look forward future to. Future stream to look forward to. Dark, oh, yeah. edgy, 80s <laughs> style. I'm sure the rules will not be completely and totally convoluted and clusterfucky. Yeah, and I'm sure the story won't be basically a rip from Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Cross your fingers. <laughs> Next up on the news, it's official. Lady Gaga has released a teaser for her entry into the Joker sequel, now titled Joker 2, Folle à deux, uh, which is a French term for delusion shared by two people. It seems almost certain it will indeed have musical pieces, if Kill not being one big musical. <laughs> Kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. <laughs> the teaser features an animated silhouette uh, dancing... And with I'm in Heaven playing in the background instrumentally. So, kill it with fire. It's going to be bad. Mm. Yeah, I just, I, if they pull this off, I will mm. be incredibly like, impressed. Like but you talked about. I don't about, think it's going to happen. Like you talked about earlier in the stream, it's you take your best product that you've done in over 10 years and blow it. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly what's happening right yeah. now. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm still going to hold out hope because when the Joker was announced, I'm pretty sure everyone was like, what the fuck are we doing with a Joker movie that doesn't have Batman in it? Yeah, but a musical with Lady Gaga. Please, no. I mean, even if it's not a musical, Lady Gaga's <laughs> not known for her amazing acting. Uh, uh, mm. And the Joker is known for its amazing acting. It, so It's well. known for uh, its amazing acting, but Lady Gaga did do some acting pieces recently with the, uh, what was it? Uh, the seemed, fashion thing. It was uh, yeah, which, a 
did not look good. No, yeah, no. It, it was a biopic. Oh, no, wait. I'm going to take that one back because hilariously, against all odds, in that fashion movie that she did with Adam Driver and various other actors in it, Jared Leto. Okay. Oh, okay. Against I was all talk- odds. Okay. All right. <laughs> Against all, right. all odds, Jared Leto right. was the good all part of the right. movie that was supposed to make her look good. All I right. don't believe you. <laughs> I was talking to my wife about Jared Leto literally yesterday. Oh, yeah? And how this man, uh, Jared Leto, I love your music. Uh, 30, seconds, 30 Seconds to Mars is a great band. Please stop acting. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, stop acting. We were we were literally looking through his filmography on IMDb the other day, and we're like, "Well, this movie was terrible. This movie was terrible. Yeah, this movie was terrible too." I cannot honestly tell you the last good role Jared Leto had. Maybe Fight Club because he didn't fucking say anything. <laughs> well, I think the thing that makes it most egregious is that he's one of those method actors where he just terrorizes everybody on set the entire time because he has to be in character yeah, all the no. time, like Jim Carrey levels of yeah, yeah. neuroticism. Uh, I, I heard the things about Suicide Squad and the bullshit that he would yeah. do to he was the characters. sending and, like used condoms and like, like dead, dead rice rats, and stuff yeah, yeah. to his co-actors, uh, actresses. Yeah, no. just... Jared Leto, please, for the love of God, stop fucking acting and just focus on 30 Seconds to Mars because your music is great. Your acting is not. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm going to defend Jared Leto. I can't believe you're going to defend Jared Leto either. <laughs> well, before you defend Jared Leto, okay. you, you're only allowed to begin one way. How's that? It's Morbin time. <laughs> All right, proceed. Mm, failed Sony picture aside. Okay, double It's so nice we did it twice. <laughs> double failed Sony picture aside. He still has at least Three movies that have propelled him into an acting career that will never go away. The first one, Requiem for a Dream. Okay. Mind you, it's depressing to the point where, as a non-smoker, I felt like I had to have a cigarette afterwards. (laughs) Number two? It's still good. Uh, Number two... Mm, we had to think about it there's no no, number two there there is a number two there's definitely a number two and (laughs) there is there is number two and i i hate that it's the uh what's that movie alexander oh god yeah i no. Mm. okay number three number three uh he's stretching man (laughs) (laughs) i have a theory okay Number three, uh, it's not a Darren Aronofsky film, and it's definitely not Blade Runner. Um, It is the Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. Literally got an Oscar for that one. Okay, fair. However, out of your three redemptions, Mm -hmm. none of them came out in the past decade and a half. Mm, Dallas I, Buyers Club. When, what year was Dallas Buyers Club? I'm pretty sure that was like 2017 or 2018. Uh, are we going to have to verify this? Uh, I think we uh, might have to verify this. All right, well. 
I'll take your word for it. It's like he'll, Dallas Buyers Club looks with like he's on him it. and Matthew McConaughey. 2013. 2013. Dallas Buyers Club was 2013. So that's still sorry, less than a decade. Nine years ago. <laughs> so his out of his three redemption movies, the most recent one was nine fucking years ago. Did he not get murdered in American Psycho? Uh, he did. He did. Yeah, he that, was in that, 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 that's, that's the one role I'll give him. <laughs> and he got murdered. Like I said, I'll give him Fight Club because he didn't fucking say anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, the only one. I only saw one of the three and movies. You Edward named. Norton beat the shit out of it. Yeah. So. I saw Alexander, and it was I, so long and boring. I, I, I forget. I never. Half of it. I didn't even yeah. watch Alexander because it was so terrible. Um, <laughs> Redemption. <laughs> Yeah, and that's your redemption arc. Your uh, redemption arc is three movies, yeah. one of which was was notably probably one of the worst movies ever made. Um hmm. and almost as big of a flop as Waterworld when it comes to oh. studio budgets. Um yeah, and the balloon the budget ballooned for that one. Yeah, and the fact that the most recent one was 9 years ago. I, I, I'm going to reiterate my point. Jared Leto, stop fucking acting and just focus on 30 seconds to Mars, please. Uh, I don't want him to do that because he's turning that into a cult. <laughs> As in uh, the kind of thing that Ezra Miller really wishes he could replicate right now. <laughs> it's bad. Guys, it's bad. <laughs> it's... Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm we very forgiving of people that the, are in bad products. You the know? worst, the same actor representing the worst version of a DC character and the worst version of a Marvel character yeah. played by mm. one actor. Yeah. I just, if he wasn't an asshole, I would probably be forgiving and much more lenient with him. But he's an yeah. asshole. He's a notorious asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that that's what makes it irredeemable. It, yeah, it it really doesn't help that he's kind of one of the worst. Yeah. Ugh. So, moving on. Uh, DC's fuck it, you, Jared. Leto. You, you're gonna cut a lot of shit, Jared. Just, I tried. We don't. <laughs> we don't need Joker too. And uh, Jared, if you're listening, please uh, send some uh, fan art to Emery Saunders here, your biggest fan. I, <clears throat> Of the very first album, and by that I mean the first first album, the self-titled album. Can you please submit uh, some Edgy the Hedgy fan art autographed by yours truly for <laughs> your biggest fan, Emery Saunders? God we'll, damn it. We'll I, post it right behind his head. I, if this move, literally happened, it would we'll, be the greatest we'll move thing the Aquaman, of all time. If, we'll move the Aquaman <laughs> and put him right there. If, if that happened, I would laugh, cry, and try not to pee myself. <laughs> uh. There's a lot of conflicting emotions in that sentence. Uh, it, yes. Conflicted is the... That's always going to be like where I'm at with Jared Leto because <laughs> I, he has some good things and I... <sighs> I like the music. I like him as a musician. I think he, he has a lot of musical talent. I just wish his musical talent would like step over into acting talent mm. or he would stop acting and just focus on the thing that he is actually good at which is making music wasn't he an actor first yes he was that's the <laughs> sad part <Yeah. laughs> well no all right it's true we gotta move on yep uh we can only shit on one person for so long can we now <laughs> are you sure about that well 
I'll, I'll correct myself. I can only edit so much of us <laughs> shitting on one person for so long. Uh, next up on the news, uh, the comic company Valiant Entertainment has reported multiple layoffs and resignations, and the future for the company seems very uncertain. They'll uh, be bought out by Disney. <laughs> probably. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they're small enough, and Disney's got the money. Yeah, so they were started up by a, a group of former uh, Marvel writers and artists, and um, basically got purchased by Acclaim in the mid-90s. And then Acclaim, as we all know, went bankrupt, and yep. you know, had to sell off everything. And then some they're held by like two different shareholders one's like one big chinese you know media conglomerate and then another one's like a a a separate studio and then obviously they tried to get sony to make them a competent movie probably to save their asses from bankruptcy and then sony fucking and uh what movie was that that was bloodshot yeah and it was i'm starring vin diesel oh and it was terrible oh it looked terrible it was terrible. It was. They had oh. Fat Vin Diesel playing this <laughs> lead superhero character to start your new franchise with. Off-brand nano machines, covered style. in terrible CG. Yeah, they 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 tried to make Wolverine. Yeah, they they tried to make bullshit Wolverine, and yeah. it didn't fucking work. And so Valiant has notoriously been releasing less and less and less uh, in terms of comic books. They obviously had a hard time with the pandemic, like all comic companies did, and they didn't quite have the same notoriety and coffers to fall back on, like, say, a DC, a Marvel, and even an Image or Dark Horse. Yeah. So they've obviously had a really bad time, and these, these layoffs seem to be the death knell for valiant yeah uh, i would i would imagine a competent company will probably purchase them and use them uh, if i was netflix i would probably be looking at this obviously disney wants to devour everything so they'll probably own it eventually <laughs> yeah N- netflix getting their hands on valiant would be interesting to say the least yeah and it you know it, this this isn't like the first time some bigger companies purchased them or purchased another comic company like dc you know, got Vertigo and all that stuff. And then uh, I think Marvel took over, was it Top oh, Cow for a while? Or... Uh, I think that they they're, did. They're an image now. Top but... Cow and like the Malibu universe so back in the 90s. I have a correction for you. Okay, hit me with it. Bloodshot actually was not their first movie. There is actually a Valiant Cinematic Universe. What? There's two of them? Three. Three? What? Their what? first movie was in t- August of 2017. Dave Bautista starred <laughs> in oh, no. Gilad the Eternal Warrior. Uh, what? Why would they start with <laughs> why would they start with him? <laughs> then they had a movie in 2018 called Ninjack. What? They, they made that a movie? Yeah. With Michael what? Rowe. What? And no, then, no wonder nobody saw it. Nobody knew it existed. And then, and then, Bloodshot came <laughs> and, out in 2020. And, and, and yeah, then they Bloodshot's did the one I knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even like that the other trailer. The fact was... that they had Dave Bautista as their hit breakout actor for their <laughs> cinematic universe should explain a little bit about this, the quality of this company. Wait, when did yeah. that one come out? 2017. Were they, were they all done by Sony? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Um, Are you telling me they got him like after breaking he... news here? Yeah, it was after he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I know the Vin Diesel one was Sony, but 
I, that's <laughs> that's that's a horrible track record if they were all Sony products. Sony, you you got to do something different with your movie studios. Okay, I don't even s- Oh, wait. Wait, hold on. Sorry. The Gilad movie never actually came out. Okay, it that was, explains a lot. It was announced in 2017 okay. with Dave Batista. And then uh, the 2020 movie Bloodshot was meant to be the first of several films taking place in the shared Valiant cinematic universe. After largely poor reception to the film and with many <laughs> studios projects on hold or scheduled due to or rescheduled due to COVID-19, the status of Eternal Warrior movie is unclear. It ain't coming. Um, <laughs> but in 2018, Bat in the Sun made a live-action Ninjak web series titled Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. Okay. And that oh, was the actual yeah. first Valiant Cinematic Universe Okay, I've edition. actually seen that. Have, it, was it like a YouTube-style I mean, it, YouTube it, channel. It, it was about as uh, about as expensive as like a you like a direct to YouTube like comic book property gets. Gotcha. And and this is considering that they featured Exo Manowar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Exo Manowar is probably one of the people they should have led with. Uh, it, yes. <laughs> if, if you you're would gonna, think. If you're going to lead with any character, you use the Iron Man equivalent. Yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, I'm discouraged to see that Valiant just fell so so firmly on its face in so many ways. But I'm encouraged that somebody competent will come along and make something relevant out of it. Because it is, there's a lot of material there. I mean, it's been around for, you know, 30 years, 30 Disney plus years. will year. buy them and pull them into the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> and still not give you the X-Men. And, and still, still not give you the yeah! <laughs> It hurts! Yeah. We're going to have an Exo Mana War before we have a fucking Wolverine. I will flip every table in the fucking universe. I wouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> uh, next up in the news, uh, Mark Millar has slashed the prices of his upcoming comic book, Nightclub, to $1.99 per issue a price that is more in line with uh, prices about two decades ago. In an interview, Mark expressed concern uh, that the greed of the big publishers has led to comics outpricing their fan base and expressed the negative value of paying 4 to $5 for 10 minutes of entertainment. He hopes that uh, by doing this, other companies will follow his lead. Uh, so I thought this was really encouraging. Um, they the article I got this from, I think it was Bleeding Cool that published it, but uh, the article I read actually showed the projection of inflation versus the cost of comic books over the years, and it's like the the cost of a comic book has way outpaced inflation oh, yeah. many Absolutely. times over. And I'm sure there's some argument to be made that they're using more expensive paper. This was actually kind of led by Jim Lee who uh, switched over to the, the more resistant kind of plastic-feeling smooth paper that you see in comics and modern comics today and better cover materials that last longer and are more sturdy. Before, they used to be kind of almost like newspaper, you know, real thin newspaper uh, as far as the paper quality and the ink. So, Do you uh, see the care on my face about their <laughs> fucking paper quality? Well, it matters <laughs> for comic nerds like us. Um, no, I'm just saying, if for all the reasons to inflate your cost, yes, you can try and 
dictate paper quality, but let's be honest, there's one reason why your your cost is going up, and that reason is corporate greed. It's it's the largest one, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which I will insert your, your clip right here. Yeah. Corporate <laughs> greed! And, uh, <laughs> Stonks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's obviously, you know, all of these companies got purchased by large companies such as Warner Brothers and eventually Warner Brothers Discovery yeah. and uh, Disney. So obviously they got to make their money back because they spent billions um and uh they've probably recouped that multiple times over at this point but they're not going to lower no the price. absolutely i mean once you've increased it you don't go back that's capitalism for you uh you know? so we'll see maybe if more competitors follow suit with mark millar's uh lead here there might be some hope that we can reinvigorate the comic market a little bit and uh maybe just maybe have a more competent market for comic books and maybe that's keep a them, fantastic thought keep them alive for a little longer and yeah that's, that's where it ends that's a fantastic yeah. thought yeah see that's it's really going to come down to how the sales do like if this if this book nightclub starts outpacing things coming directly from marvel and dc yeah then i think marvel and dc might take a another look at what they're doing with their comics lines yeah no they won't <laughs> and you, <laughs> no, unfortunately they won't. <laughs> you have to wonder how much of this is driven by there being a single distributor for most comic books that's been remedied a little bit because some companies have taken the lead in finding new uh, distributors but Diamond has been notoriously the only distributor of comic books for the longest time. And that only very recently changed when Penguin House, the you know, mm-hmm. the bookmakers, they started doing some distribution for DC in particular because DC got pissed and they didn't want to pay them anymore because Diamond was just fucking everything up. They were fucking up every order. <clears throat> Everybody was getting their product late. Right. You know, yeah. local comic book shops were sometimes sitting like a week without their their products because it didn't arrive because diamond didn't distribute it properly and didn't use the proper networks and then there was some cases where diamond unfortunately started using like third parties and just fucking it up (laughs) completely um so there's a lot to be said that this is largely due to a monopoly market in the distribution part of things but like you said corporate greed corporate greed is certainly a thing and hopefully this helps to fight it a little bit Let's hope. Moving on. Next topic, anime streaming platform Crunchyroll has finalized a purchase of Right Stuff, a competing anime distribu- uh, distributor rather, and uh, streaming service. This follows a past purchase and anticipated merger of Funimation, which also had a separate streaming app up until very recently. As part of the merger, Crunchyroll confirmed it will be phasing out the Right Stuff's erotica content. All existing orders will, however, be honored. So... For those lewd boys out there, you better get your orders in now. <laughs> Phase out that that erotica. No more. Man, what's what are we going to do about the cover of the week now? We're not going to have all of our erotica I know. covers. I know. <laughs> it's very disappointing. Oh, we'll be fine. We'll still have we'll still have dynamite. <laughs> we'll still have boundless. Boundless, yes. <laughs> There's there's no way we'll lose our our big titty comics. Oh yeah, no, absolutely um, not. But I I brought this up less for the erotica content part and more for the monopoly on anime streaming part because um, it's another it because of course yeah, yeah. It, I mean literally right now the only competitor to Crunchyroll in any way shape or form is Netflix 
and their proprietary animes, which are largely terrible. And we'll go back to our previous conversations about how terrible of a company Netflix is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're telling me that we basically it's the, uh, you know, which devil at this point yeah better the devil you know than the devil you don't yes yeah so uh it's it's nice that they will be largely combined into a single thing you can purchase to stream whatever anime you wish to stream but monopolies are never good for the market they're gonna raise prices they're gonna insert ads right you know they're going to do all the shady shit that all these streaming services are trying to do prices decrease quality yeah. Every single time. Yep. And it, I mean, if you are somebody who leans more into the lewd boy content, well, unfortunately, you won't have any avenues for that other than free internet porn. So, <laughs> and we all know there's not enough of that. So, uh, just thought I'd end on that note. And then uh, to wrap up this show, we have our free games for August, which I'll bring up right now. It's 2022 from PlayStation Plus. We have Little Nightmares uh, for PS4. We have Yakuza Like a Dragon for PS5 and PS4. Like a dragon. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the very first time. Uh, then we also have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 as a combined deluxe cross-gen it. package. Oh my god, I want Tony Hawk 1 and 2, but I don't have a PlayStation. Uh, uh, it's okay. Uh, we, we have one. We'll report back. <laughs> Got one right over there. Uh, next up, Xbox Games with Gold for August 2022. We have Calico, uh, which is available from the 1st to the 31st. We have Saints Row 2, which is available from the 1st to the 15th. And then you have Scourgebringer from the 16th to September 15th. And then Monaco, What's Yours is Mine from August 16th to August 31st. So Yeah, I'm, none of those are exciting to me. Their dates are kind of annoying. Yeah. Can they just make it one well, month? Well, they used to do the whole, like, they would give you one title for the for the month and then one title from the 1st to the 15th and then another title from the 15th to the 30th. Now this whole, like, 15th through next 15th and all. Yeah, just confusing. Stupid. Yeah. Just, just make them all the same date. It'd be much easier. Yeah, I assume it's gold is the same as plus where yeah. once you have it it's yes. yours yeah as gold is the member, right? is the whatever it is like a hundred dollars a year or fifteen dollars a month or whatever it is and then yeah once you download it you have it forever or once you, you don't even have okay. to download it you just have to yeah so that makes click, that makes the date give it even to more nonsensical yeah. yeah like there's no reason for that just make them all the same date uh next up amazon prime games which are free we got recompile Scourgebringer, starcraft remastered uh beasts of maravilla island uh family mysteries poisonous promises and zach mccracken and the alien mind benders zach mccracken the son of <laughs> phil that <laughs> phil, <laughs> phil, phil mccracken <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah i think starcraft's probably the only yeah. thing people care about probably uh google stadia pros free games will be calico thing welcome to elk they're trying (laughs) they have money and it doesn't matter how long it takes you to adopt against all odds they're still holding out hope monster Uh, jam street titans 2 uh murders by numbers saints row (laughs) the third remastered and shante half genie hero ultimate edition google stadia is giving you a newer saints row game than xbox this month uh is that the case 
That is the yes. case. That is confirmed. That's, Saints that's Row hilarious. 2 on Xbox. <laughs> Google Stadia gives you... Granted, I got... And okay. it's remastered. All right. Look at but, that. But, however, I got Saints Row the 3rd on Xbox Live like three years ago for free. So, yeah. I guess yeah. Xbox is just going back to... Xbox has given out so many... Or Microsoft, I should say, has given out so many free games through... Uh, 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 gold uh, gold yeah thank you my voice is not working or my mouth is not working um <laughs> X- <clears throat> xbox has given out so many free games through gold that i feel like they're kind of running out because they're not going to give out brand new games clearly that's not what they're going to do yeah. um so now they have to like push themselves even farther back in their catalog to find shit to give away for free yeah yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. Have they already gone through all of their Microsoft Studios stuff? I'm like, sure. I don't know. I haven't I haven't been a gold member for at least a year now. I don't know. I would just point. think with all the assets that Microsoft currently has, you would right. think they'd have unlimited. But I know I know I got to pull from. I, I know for a fact that I had I have Saints Row the Third and I'm pretty sure I got it like three years ago. Um yeah. I don't think I've ever actually played it, but I remember clicking that button and when i go in my library it says Saints like, Row the oh, Third. you have this game maybe play it sometime <laughs> I, I think it's funny i don't know if you guys remember the original first two saints row games which were very much just gta clones. oh yeah all of them yeah. Yeah. and then the third and fourth just went off the fucking rails <laughs> and started bringing in aliens and yeah. spaceships and like superpowers superpowers yeah, and I've giant never... dildos and just <laughs> Like, they, right. they went nuts. <laughs> Whereas GTA stayed like the generic gangster yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, you know. So yeah. very strange. Yeah, so. we'll 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 see how this is going because it seems like the Saints Row games in particular are getting pushed out there in preparation for the upcoming reboot Saints Row. And I'm I, interested to see which direction they reboot. Oh, God. <laughs> I assume it's going to be the absurdist. It's going to be straight dildo aliens. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just straight to dildo aliens. Yeah, they have to. They have to at this point, right? They Where else have... can they go? Why would you make another GTA you don't. You don't want to ask, ask that question. <laughs> Never ask the dildo aliens where they can go. <laughs> but that wraps up all the news for this week. And as always, we have to give out a prestigious, nay, life-changing award of Comic Cover of the Week from Hit the Books Podcast. Ooh. This week, Marvel is the big winner with Ghost Rider Vengeance Forever number one. And this time, not a variant, but the actual comic cover, which is always a good sign. Uh, This one is done by Bjorn uh, Behrens. Bjorn Behrens. You've done a wonderful job here with this cover. This is a fantastic representation of Ghost Rider. Uh, If you look closely at the cover, uh, you see a lot of reminiscent uh, things from the past uh, about the the Ghost Rider franchise in general. Really cool art, really uh, finely detailed, and really the closer you look at it, the better it gets. Uh, Just a lot of cool eye-popping things, a nice uh, big uh, jump of yeah eye-catching color right at the center of the cover and then as you expand out it gets into the darker shades uh really like it really enjoy this i think it's a wonderful cover and will hopefully help sell uh sell this book quite a bit uh once again marvel get rid of your barcodes on the front of your comics it's very annoying but other than that really great looking cover 
I am definitely interested in this book now because the cover, amazing. You Absolutely know, well done. You know that's not how you're supposed to judge a book. I sw- <laughs> Gotta throw God. it a camera too. Oh, uh, we suck. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> We're such hacks. <laughs> I'm getting to that. Uh, if you uh, go to, like, who else is on this book, the illustrator, Juan Jose Rip, responsible for probably some of my favorite graphic novels that I've ever read. Yeah, so there's a lot going for this book. I, You know, if they fuck it up, it's entirely the writer's fault. Entirely. <laughs> it's like, uh, so. It's like you got a great cover artist and you have a great illustrator for the yeah. interiors. No pressure, Ben Percy. No pressure. No pressure at all. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. So, And as... you also have a character named Necro the Tattooist. Necro the Tattooist. Because why not? Oh boy. Okay. See now, who uses his needles to bring dark truths to the service? Well, keeping in a uh, new tradition, as we started last week, uh, to try to help sell this book, we are going to read the uh, synopsis. Mm, so, yeah, last week go. the synopsis was not so good. It was a very bad synopsis <laughs> filled with sexual innuendos that were completely unnecessary. Yeah, let's see if uh, this comic is any better. All right, so here we got Celebrating 50 Years of Vengeance. Johnny Blaze, still reeling from his time in Hayden's Falls, seeks the counsel of a seer named Necro the Tattooist. Ah, we said it. Yep. (laughs) Who uses his needle to bring dark truths to the surface? What follows is not a wild tour through Ghost Rider's lost history, but also a warning about the future and an examination of the troubling weight of legacy. So very vague, but uh, menacing. Could be good. Yeah. It... (laughs) I'd hate to have to pull from an old uh, storytelling trope, but this definitely seems like a. He's been doing this for a long time, but the past has come back to <clears throat> haunt him. Uh, dead inside. <laughs> uh, lucky for you, he's dead on the outside. Oh, hey. <laughs> well, that's just convenient. And the puns and, keep going. And, and by dead on the outside, I mean played by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. Can we get a reboot with Nick Cage? No. Thing? No, we I'm, can't. I'm, no. I'm, do we have a Ghost Rider right now? Ryan Gosling uh, voiced we had, interest. We had a Netflix Ryan, attempt Ryan at it, right? With yeah. the... Uh, uh, oh, you mean uh, Robbie Reyes? Yeah. Oh, he was on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, show. that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Yep. I mean, it's only a matter of time until we get a ghostwriter at this point. They've shown, with, with everything else that they're doing right now and, and the ways that they're going with... Uh, Multiverse of Madness would have been perfect. Multiverse of Madness would have been perfect for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but with... Everything that they're doing right now and where they're going with the movies and the shows, I feel like we're going to get at least a ghostwriter cameo in the next two years, I would <laughs> oh, say. Oh, absolutely. So there has to be an allusion to Mephisto, which would then give way to an allusion to ghostwriter. Isn't that a... Who, who was... Was not Mephisto not referenced in the first Doctor Strange? Uh, no. 
Uh, Dormammu. Dormammu. That's, that's the yeah, one. That's right. Which clearly Big they're bringing blob. him back in the after the post credit scene of Multiverse of Madness. Uh, and yes. The dark Dimension and his niece or whatever the fuck she yeah. was. Yeah. Like Clea has to be there for a reason, and that reason is always Dormammu. Yes. And well, they cut open a fucking portal into the dark dimension. So, uh, it, yes, very mm. crudely with a knife. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Can we just real quickly talk about how terrible that CGI was? The, which one, that or the, the third eye? eye? The eye was real bad. The portal was also bad. <laughs> but it was classic Sam Raimi, so I give it a pass because <laughs> if there's one thing Sam Raimi does, it's cheesy effects uh, on uh, horror movies right and so that's one thing it's like if he if he has money for just cheesy then at the very least he's consistent with it right i mean <laughs> that that's why i don't mind the shitty cgi of the eye because look at zombie dr strange he looked exactly <laughs> like a fucking uh Day of the or not Day of the Dead, but uh, fucking Army of Army of Darkness zombie. Yeah, I, I was gonna say Bruce Campbell without makeup on. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just in love with Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, him, him and Bruce Campbell have a have uh, a bromance uh, of the centuries, a, a very long-standing history. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, getting back to the cover. Uh, congratulations, Bjorn. You've done a wonderful job with this cover, and hopefully, this comic is a big success. No pressure, Ben Percy. No pressure. Not at all. Well, I think that wraps up another mediocre edition of Hit the Books Podcast. Mediocre! Thank you all for listening and watching. (laughs) Of course, catch those natural ones on Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv forward slash those natural ones. And you can catch them elsewhere as well, correct? Yes. Uh, Facebook.com slash those natural ones. And we also have a YouTube, which is best best to link from our Facebook channel because YouTube is reasons. <laughs> yep. And we'll, we'll put the link in the description so you can always find that. Uh, once again, if you could do us a big favor, give us a like and subscribe here on the YouTube channel. And then if you are listening elsewhere on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbean, please give us a nice review there as well. It really helps us out in spreading the the, the show and uh, also getting us to a point where we can actually do something uh, with the show beyond what we're doing currently. And maybe hire a producer. Who knows? Hmm. Cross your fingers. <laughs> so uh, definitely look out for that. Look out for the Twitch streams. Uh, really appreciate your love and support. Be sure to uh, reach out to us at Hit the Books vids vids at gmail.com if you want to submit your uh lewd sonic uh the hedgehog fan art for emory please don't please don't unless you're jared leto then you know i can't stop anything you do (laughs) we'll send you a used i wish you did no (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) once again thank you all for watching and listening uh we will see you next week goodbye Pay your writers! Flex on these hoes. Put these broke boys in a body bag when they try to talk shit. That's that's adorable.